When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Michigan football is coming off a bye week and ready to get back on the field against Purdue. But the NCAA investigation into the program for alleged sign stealing has dominated the college football news cycle the past week. We bring you the latest and discuss what might be coming next right here on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be talking with you here uh, Monday evening, October 30th. Back to a three-man podcast uh, as we you know, get back into a game week here and somewhat of a, a regular schedule, although we're, we're talking about things that we, we certainly didn't think we'd be talking about, um, and that is the, the sign-stealing scandal uh, that has enveloped the Michigan football program. And I think before we dive into you know, specific questions and, and details and sort of the latest, we need to sort of lay out a, a, a timeline of the the key events for our listeners who who may not have been paying as close attention, you know, as we have. So I'm going to try to do this as, as quickly as possible, but there is a lot to unpack here. Uh, so we'll start October 19th. Yahoo Sports reports that Michigan is under investigation for allegedly sending personnel to other teams games to scout in person. That's against NCAA rules. We later learned a second rule about filming an opponent's sideline may have also been broken. All of this apparently relates to Michigan trying to decode the signs and signals teams use to call plays. That is not against the rules. In fact, every team apparently tries to do it. The means in which Michigan went about it is what's the issue here. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh released a statement the day after this news broke saying he doesn't know anything about this. He's never directed anyone to cheat, not at Michigan, not with the San Francisco 49ers, not anywhere. Connor Stallions is the mastermind behind all of this. According to reports, he's an analyst or an analytics guy or some sort of low-level staffer, as everyone seems to be calling him, uh, within the Michigan football program. He's got a military background. Uh, and an eye for decoding play call signs, either off of TV or in person or through videos recorded by people he paid to attend games. There's enough of a public e-paper trail to suggest that happened uh, in the Big Ten, the SEC and elsewhere uh, as Michigan tried to gain an advantage, not just on its conference rivals, but potential playoff teams as well. Um, an outside investigative firm with no ties to the NCA or any particular school, it would seem, uh, uncovered this alleged rule breaking through documents and videos obtained from computer drives 
uh, maintained by Michigan football coaches. The firm shared its evidence, which reportedly included which games Michigan would scout and how much it would cost to send scouts to these games. Uh, they shared it with the NCAA, and that organization's investigation then got underway. So it's been a steady drip of info sort of ever since it got first reported. It's truly something new, it seems like, every single day. And that brings us here to Monday evening, uh, October 30th, on the heels of a Michigan football press conference that included. Jim Harbaugh. So yeah, we've got a lot to kind of unpack here, but the first thing I want to ask both you guys, Aaron and and Ryan is sort of what, what do you make? What do you make of this? Because there's, there's just, there's, it's such an unusual story. Um, You know, is it that bad? Uh, You know, does everyone do it? But Michigan was dumb enough to get caught. Do we even know that these, what they've done is against the rules? Uh, A lot of kind of you know, I know that's a four-part question there to start it off, but uh, I, I got to cede the floor to you guys here early on to kind of break this thing down. It, it's certainly unprecedented, right? Like, it's one of these things where, and, and we've talked about it, I feel like, in the last few weeks, sign stealing happens. I, we've seen many, several college football coaches come out since this news broke, since this investigation started, saying, yeah, it happens. Like, you know, we do it. Other schools do it. We've had it happen to others, you know, from other schools. So that that part isn't really the new the story here. And as we've talked about in previous podcasts, the, the question is whether Michigan went to extraordinary lengths to do it. Um, and that's kind of what the NCAA is trying to figure out at this point. You mentioned the, uh, you know, the separate investigative firm who found, uh, you know, film and, and everything else traced, you know, presumably um, the smoking gun, I guess, for Michigan, so to speak, and, the, and their plan and what they wanted to do. Um, now it's up to the NCAA to determine whether Michigan, again, went outside the rules and broke the rules to do it. Um, and that's what they're currently investigating. You know, current counter studying has been put on, he's been suspended with pay as, as we've talked about. Um, it, it sounds like the NCAA was in this past week uh, to speak with staffers. Uh, there are reports that they, they did see some computers and tablets, and everything else. So I think right now the NCAA is kind of in a fact finding part por- portion of the investigation to find out what exactly went on here. Um, what they've been, you know, they're gathering as much info as they can uh, and then they'll go from there to determine whether or not you know Michigan broke the rules. Because keep in mind here, it, it sounds like this wasn't the NCAA, NCAA necessarily who who got wind of this. They were tipped off by either other schools, by this investigative firm. There's a lot of outside factors that kind of went into this, um, and that's kind of where this this begins and really ends. Um, NCAA is going to determine whether Michigan you know uh, broke the rules. If they did, they'll face a penalty. We don't know what. And that goes back to the kind of the, the situation being unprecedented because there's really been no no example of this. So everyone keep everyone's asking about potential penalties, ramifications, everything else. We don't really know. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a long drawn out process. I think that's gonna take several months. Yeah, it seems like my thoughts have kind of changed on this a little bit just because there's been like new reporting like every day, like Andrew said. And it's like at first it's like, all right, yeah, wow. It, with how much money they spent on in-person scouting, like, oh, yeah, it does look really bad. But then you kind of listen to some of the other college coaches talk about the the sign stealing, and it's like even they're like, yeah, I mean, it happens all the time, but, like, I guess if, like, they did it in person, yeah, that would be bad. But, like, I mean, you would think if it was that egregious, they would be up in arms and, and calling for harsh punishment against Michigan and the program, but they haven't really done that. So it kind of makes – you think that like it's although it's unprecedented, it feels like it probably goes on elsewhere as well. It just happens that Michigan is 
been the the first target per se on uh, in this matter. And and as we go on, there's just seems to be a lot of conflicting reporting, a lot of unidentified sources, a lot of timelines that maybe don't match up. So it's like it's kind of hard as Aaron's noted is kind of like in the fat finding stage, but like there's seems to be leaks here and there of, of different information where it's trying to expedite people's the trying to get people to determine how they should feel even before the NCAA can even come close to finishing or even gathering information for the investigation. So I feel like it's moving too fast for the NCAA and it's, it's really, kind of complicated and, and, and it's hard to tell just how bad this could be at this point, just because we don't know that many facts at, at, as of right now. Yes. Moving too fast for the NCAA. I mean, that is, that, that goes without saying, uh, you know, <laughs> Iowa up internet's too fast for the NCAA, but the, uh, what, what has Jim Harbaugh and his players said about this so far publicly? Cause you got the statement from Harbaugh right away, but we got to speak to him again today and ask him some more direct questions. Uh, players as well today, uh, different players, you know, last week when the news was, uh, both fresher and, you know, we didn't know everything that we know now, is there a theme? What are, what are, you know, those within the program actually saying about this? Yeah, not a ton. I mean, as we noted last week, Jim has denied knowledge or involvement in the situation. Um, and he's kind of stuck to that. Uh, as, as, you know, as it goes with the NCAA investigations, Michigan feels like they can't talk, they can't say anything. And that's kind of what Jim's marching orders have been since not only the beginning of this investigation, but the last one that opened earlier this year. So he isn't saying a ton. Um, you know, he's kind of, he said that he's going to let the investigation play out. We'll see what goes from there. You know, as we said, the NCAA is still gathering information. So I I think in, in a way, if Jim Harbaugh is telling the truth and that he didn't know what was going on here. Um, I think he doesn't want to step out of, out of bounds here in case something does come up. Uh, so in a way, he's kind of covering his own ass. So and, and the players, too. I mean, the players may, you know, if this was generally a coach's thing, I, I can understand the players may not be involved or not know a lot. You, you might hear whispers around the building or whatever the case may be, but you aren't necessarily in tune with 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 that type of stuff on the sideline. So um, they're saying a lot. You know, they're, they're claiming that, you know, this is uh, – they're Again, the season's on the line. They're eight and zero. They're trying to keep it one week at a time. But um, they say it hasn't become a distraction. I I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Um, you know, last week, I mean, anytime you walked, you know, on the TV, ESPN was talking about Michigan. Some of the biggest headlines, you know, in sports were on talk radio was talking Michigan football. So I think I find it hard to believe that you can escape that type of thing, even though last week was a bye week. Um, and and you got to wonder if this is going to eventually become a distraction at some point in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, luckily for Michigan, you know, it, this broke a couple days before the Michigan State game. They, they ran over the Spartans, so it didn't really matter. But as the competition begins to heat up, uh, you start to wonder if, if it's going to there's a compounding uh, effect there. You can kind of tell that the coaches or the players have kind of been coached up a little bit as far as how, how to respond to some of our questions regarding the manner or matter. And I mean, you, you would love to be able to get their true thoughts on the subject, but that's just not going to happen because they don't want to, you know, be the become the subject of, of anything. So I, I do find it interesting last week when I asked Rod Mora about it and, and like if, if there's any kind of uh, 
if this should stain their their image and 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 maybe take away from their accomplishments on the field and he's like I, i'd rather not talk about that and just started dripping sweat from for the rest of the interview but i mean I, it's not to say he knew anything or knows anything but it's just like i mean the players are kind of answering for stuff that they might not know much about and it's a tough spot for for the players to be in when it's uh when the, when the program is under as much heat as it, it has as it has been this year i think when we get the players and we talk to them about it that's really the only time they're talking about it i'd imagine i, I once they leave us and go behind the doors that we're not allowed in i think it's just all business as usual for the most part and certainly once you know the game starts against purdue there there won't be any of that that i think will affect them the coaches it's a fair question and, and harbaugh was asked if any of his his time was being uh, you know, had had to be used on this investigation, whether he's interviewed or or yep, gathering evidence for them or, or whatever, or handing over evidence or whatever. And you know, he, he gave a gave an answer like I am not I haven't been charting my days by the hour or whatever. So you don't know, but you know, you'd, you'd think maybe some of the coaches um, are are having to spend a little bit more time on this than they'd they'd prefer to. Um, but yeah, I don't think any of it changes the fact changes much about what they've done so far, in my opinion. Yeah, and maybe that was the positive that this all went down during the bye week, right? Where if they did have to spend extra time, it wasn't necessarily during you know crucial practice time preparing for an opponent. Uh, but again, you know, as I said, it's a distraction. It, it's a it's a cloud hanging over the program. And look, maybe Michigan doesn't face any penalties here. Maybe the NCAA finds that the Wolverines are working in a gray area where they kind of skirted the rules and everything else. There's still this outside perception of people maybe that aren't Michigan fans that are outside the you know, the, the day-to-day inner workings of the program or the diehard fans who, who are going to like label the Wolverines as cheaters. Probably some folks listening to this who would think the same thing too. So it, it, it's, it's you know, it's a tough situation to be in. It can be distracting. You wonder if it wears on their psyche at some point. Um, but right now, I mean, they, they seem to be handling it well. I and mean, we saw what they did against Michigan State. It didn't seem to make much of a difference. <laughs> right. Again, Ryan and I talked about that. It was in, or we all did, I guess. There was an example of a team that um, knew what was what was supposedly happening. Uh, you know, took uh, steps to um, you know avoid it happening to them, and lost forty nine nothing. And again, I think this goes back to, to last season too, because you get these stories about TCU being aware they were told about it by other teams Michigan had faced. Um, that supposedly knew and and either chose to do nothing or or whatever they did, you know, they just still weren't good enough on the field. Um, so, I mean, I think I think there's some benefit into what Michigan was doing, or else they wouldn't have spent the time, the money, the resources to do it. Um, but yes, hanging over all of this is exactly like Aaron said: is this in the gray, or is this clearly a rules violation? Um, it, it's hard to tell the way it's written because you know is. It doesn't seem like necessarily Connor Stallions even was the one attending these games. He was sending other people unaffiliated with the program in some cases to the game. Is, is, is that allowed? Uh, you know, again, and again, you know, the, is the filming by those people allowed? You're, you're simply accessing it after the fact. You weren't the one who did it. So it, it, there, there is a lot of gray area here. And you do wonder if Michigan was just doing something that others hadn't thought of, if they were doing it better, you know, or they were doing it uh, a little, you know, more uh they, they were doing it less cautiously than others and, and and that's how they got caught it's 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 hard to say no it, it is and remember this is a jim harbaugh led program who is they've skirted and say rules before i mean jim came in when he was originally hired and everyone saw the satellite camps and and while that was allowed at that point you know it became a 
you know, it, it became an issue with other coaches. They felt like he was you know, skirting the rules to gain a competitive advantage in recruiting to the point where the NCAA obviously had to step clamp down on that type of stuff. So you, you wonder if it was an attempt to skirt the rules. Maybe it was. I mean, they're clearly they knew what they were doing. At least Connor Stallions knew what he was doing. Uh, and there's an attempt there to try and uh, to gain a you know a competitive advantage. Um, we, we, it's unclear whether it made a difference or not. I would assume so. When you know, you know, when you know, when you know what another team is going to run, or the, how they're going to line up, I think I got to think that helps, especially against you know competition of your level or above. So um, I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see if the NCAA rules here. I, I'm fascinated to see the outcome of this. I could see it going either way, um, but the way the rule is written. Um, I, I do think Michigan's got a shot here to avoid much, much, uh, you know, much, many penalties. I think the big thing will be what is discovered on Michigan's the the, drive, the computer drives of Michigan's coaches, because I think that might be the most revealing thing in, in this investigation, as far as determining how much they knew and how much there was they were connected to this po- uh, possible in, in person scouting of. Um, other teams so that that will be fascinating just the uh, to me another thing too is this the the fact that tcu reportedly knew of the the scope of michigan's sign stealing and um <laughs> and they uh kind of created dummy signals is, is um for the the playoff game last year and they put up 51 points on on michigan too so that that part made me like hmm, well, that is kind of interesting but if, if this was so well known by coaches and, and especially the big 10 coaches how do teams not know that this year and completely change their signs against Michigan and try and make adjustments? Maybe they have and Michigan has just been that dominating, but just funny that it's all coming out now, eight, seven games into the season um, before missions, they, they beat mission state. Then it's becoming an issue now. And I mean, literally if it was, it was an issue last year, there was a whole off season, but that could be because of where the potential leak happened. But that's again, all speculative. A TCU report, we, we wrote it up at MLive.com slash Wolverines as we have most of these, uh, you know, reports throughout these past couple weeks. Uh, that one, and, you know, Ryan, you know this, but just for our listeners, it, it, it needed a little more context as far as, yes, they scored a lot of points. Two of them came on defensive touchdowns, so that had nothing to do with, of course, TCU's offense. There was just a lot of possessions in that game, so you're going to have more points uh, than normal to, to a certain extent. And and there were just, there were a couple you know, the idea of dummy signs and, and trying to uh, disguise your play calls, I would think happens every game. Uh, the quote from the TCU coach who says, oh, well, he, he did he did get us twice. He did get us a couple times. I would think I could pick the play a couple of times in a game correctly. <laughs> I mean, this isn't rocket science. So, I mean, it was almost like, ooh, uh, you know, spooked by the fact that he he got a couple of play calls right. That's not a that's not a high percentage, too. <laughs> no, and it's just another reminder of how often that happens, right? right. The in-game back and forth of stealing signs and predicting plays and everything else. Like, it's a regular occurrence in college football. There, there's no one really has disputed that notion. No. Um, it, it's it, the, the question with Michigan is, did they go to extra you know, lengths to do it? And that's right. what the NCAA is investigating at this point. If they determine they are, they're going to face a penalty. Connor Stallions probably face a significant penalty, as will Jim Harbaugh and maybe the program itself. If it's found that Michigan was able to skirt the rules, like you guys said, if Connor Stallions did not attend any games in person, if he did not capture any of that video by himself, uh, you know, could they avoid penalty? It, it's certainly possible. It's all up for interpretation, the NCAA rules and, and whatnot. Because, I mean, who, at the end of the day, who who's going to stop a fan from going to a, a game, <laughs> right. capturing the sideline on their phone, putting it on YouTube, and then sending it to the coaching staff or whatever? Like, I mean, anybody can theoretically do that. So it's 
Correct. I, I don't know. Does it matter uh, if they were paid by someone affiliated with Michigan? I mean, and, and maybe not. You would think Michigan thought no because he had public Venmo payments uh, to these people. So you would think they thought that wasn't a factor. But, you know, Ryan brought up the computer drives, and I agree that it's very interesting. Let's, I don't want to, you know, go too far down a rabbit hole to conspiracy theories here, but uh, you've got a, we've got a few things I think we should mention. Um, Michigan is already under NCAA investigation for uh, recruiting violations and, uh, you know, on-field coaching by uh, personnel that, that wasn't supposed to be doing that all, again, allegedly, uh, and also has a, there's a current FBI investigation uh, and police investigation into one of their former coaches, Matt Weiss, uh, the co-offensive coordinator last year, quarterbacks coach for, for a couple of years, who they fired in January uh, for allegedly uh, computer access crimes. So you got, you got those two things. You've got then uh, this outside investigation firm, you know, acquiring document computer drives. You've got a campus wide Internet hack that happened earlier this fall. And, you know, you start piecing things together. Are any of these things related or connected? It's very possible. And until we get full the full scope of the magnitude of what's going on, it's hard to say. Um, but the, the fact that the FBI investigation is involved, the FBI is involved with the, the Matt Weiss investigation, I think says quite a bit. Um, there have been rumors out there that, you know, around that third party investigative firm who, who maybe they're linked to and maybe it could potentially mm -hmm. be a rival school. Again, there's been no hard, hard, you know, concrete evidence pointing that way at this point. Um, I, I can say for, for certain right now that in an inquiry with U of M police actually today, earlier Monday, there is no police investigation into those in the, into that perceived um, that hack, I guess. So that, that that is the question here. What where that goes from there? But nonetheless, yeah, it's it's it certainly opens a can of worms here that that could you know spill the story into into another realm. Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but did police tell you that um, there was no connection between the the Matt Weiss investigation and and this current uh, science stealing scandal? Correct. Yeah. In terms of what they're investigating Matt Weiss for, it has no no link to the sign stealing scandal at the NCAA. Now, did the FBI find something? I don't know. That, that's I think probably the question there with the FBI involvement. But no, I've been I've been told those those two things are separate. Um, but we'll see where, where things go from there. There's so many layers to this, man. It's in, it's incredible. It makes your head spin. Yeah. <laughs> It's NCA message boards, kind of fan message boards come to life. I mean, a lot of the 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 conspiracy theories that have been thrown out there and, and you know, some of the news that's that's broken nationally in these last couple of weeks was actually kind of broken on on team message boards, you know, months ago in some <laughs> cases. So we just didn't realize it kind of at the time. But the fact that the NCA was tipped off to this whole thing by an outside investigative firm is interesting enough that that on its own, because, yeah, they don't. They don't just go do that for nothing. You know, this isn't like pro bono work they're just doing on their own. Like someone hired them, someone or some entity hired them to do this. And it's in, it, in the end for the NCA, it might not matter who that was, but it is it is very interesting. The idea, yes, of another potentially, you know, team in the Big Ten, maybe even um, doing that would be uh, I don't know if I want to say unprecedented, but, you know, there's channels you go through. Uh, typically to uh, voice a concern. And this this isn't usually one of them. It could make for a very interesting end to the season. I will say that. Yes, of course. 
hanging over all of this is is that Michigan is undefeated. Uh, the college football playoff rankings are coming out Tuesday night, and you know they're getting back on the field Saturday night uh, against uh, Purdue, seven thirty kickoff. It is. It is uh, daylight savings. You fall back that night. So, you know, there's that. We got that going for us. Extra hour of sleep. Of course, I have children who aren't going to adhere to that in any way. They're not going to wake up, see, oh, it's only 6 a.m. Um, it's really, you know, 5 a.m. I'm going to get up. I'm not going to get up. So that doesn't matter for me. But for for other adults, it, it does. Uh, and then, yeah, the game at Penn State and, and, of course, then Ohio State to end the season. So, you know. I guess my my kind of final my final question on this for you guys is do you think there will be a punishment this season for for Michigan football will it affect their pursuit of a national championship this year that they're currently favored to win No I, I and I feel I say that pretty confidently we, we know how slowly and stably operates I mean remember the Michigan's first investigation they're under those, those allegations were sent to them back in January and the NCA hasn't really moved much there so I don't see mm-hmm. this coming to a head before the season ends um, I, I think if anything, maybe as soon as the spring, but no, I, I don't think, I don't see this impacting Michigan's Michigan's run at all. The, now, the only question I would have is if enough evidence comes forward and the, and the big 10 decides to act, right? That's one of the, the maybe the variables yeah. here, outside variables where big 10 commissioner, Tony Petiti could step in and say, Hey, I've seen enough here. Michigan has, 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 you know, had an unfair competitive advantage here. And we're going to disqualify them from X, whether it's the Big Ten Championship or qualifying for the college football playoff, whatever the case may be. Um, I have a hard time imagining that happening, but I guess I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility either. Yeah, I think the the more interesting thing is, uh, yeah, not this season, but maybe the offseason as far as a potential Jim Harbaugh's path forward, whether it's an, an extension with Michigan or maybe exploring NFL options. Is There was another report that said that, that the NFL might hold up any potential punishment that the NCAA levies against him if, if he were to leave for the NFL too, sort of like the, the Jim Treschel thing from the early 2000s. So. Uh, I would be shocked if, yeah, the Big Ten or the NCAA is like, yeah, Michigan, ban Michigan from a, a game this year or from contention for, for a national title. I mean, that would be shocking and with how quickly they would be able to turn that around considering it's already October 30th. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it will make for an interesting offseason, I'm sure, given uh, that the, there's another NCAA investigation still ongoing, too, into hardball in the program. I'm sure you guys and many of our listeners are familiar with, you know, the Kansas basketball kind of allegations and scandal and, and that, you know, was released just earlier this month. Their their punishments, which, which were you know rather light uh, in the eyes of many. You know, when that investigation started, 2017. Okay. Now, I don't even remember that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So like it was talking about whether they should take down their 2018 final four banner. It's like, again, that is maybe an extreme example, but not, not really. I mean, again, typically a year or more um, is what's expected. Now they, they've tried to streamline some things is my understanding recently to try to make that not be the case, but I, I'm with Aaron that, that, nothing's happening this year. And if, if there's a conspiracy theory, you really want to believe in it probably is that a brand like Michigan having the season it's having, um, there's really no parties that, that want, uh, that, that to be derailed, except I suppose their conference rivals, but the big 10 doesn't want that either. Um, you know, from it's, from it's, it's best shot at a, at a playoff team and a national champion right now. Um, but, but even that aside, yeah, the NCAA just doesn't, doesn't act that quickly to, um, you know, to, to do anything at, at this time. 
No, and we've all got to remember the the NCAA is big and bad or whatever the, the, the case may be. They don't want to do this stuff. I, ideally, they want the schools to police themselves. And that means, you know, turning yourself in when you when you, you violate rules, um, you know, offering, you know, offering up sanctions and, you know, self-suspending coaches like Michigan did earlier this year with Jim Harbaugh to try and avoid all this stuff. Because NCAA does, they're not really set up to do this stuff. Yes, they have an enforcement staff, but, you know, as we all joke, like schools get away with cheating all the time. A lot of, a lot of them don't get caught. Well, obviously Michigan got caught here. So it, it's going to be fascinating to watch play out. Um, I, I suspect if there's no more any more damning information to come out, Michigan might be okay, um, especially if it just if it's it's sticks to counter stallions. Uh, but there's still a lot of time, as you said. I, the spring would probably be the earliest at this point. And, what, and who knows? Like you said, who knows if Jim Harbaugh is even here? You know, this may be his final, you know, um, sign of like, hey, I need to go. In, in the con again, the contract situations and other another thing hanging out there too. Michigan still hasn't inked them to one yet, and I don't, I don't necessarily don't blame them with the, with this stuff hanging over their heads at this point. So um, I don't know. I, it's going to be an interesting next, you know, certainly eight eight weeks, um, and really probably the next three or four months spilling into the offseason. Yeah, because I mean, for me, I don't know about you guys, but the more and more I go through this season and watching the Big Ten the more and more I think Michigan is the best team in this conference. I mean, Penn State the last couple of weeks has not looked very good at all. I mean, Ohio State's still undefeated, has more impressive wins than Michigan. But, I mean, Kyle, I don't know if if Kyle McCord, he's, he's no C.J. Stroud. Their offensive line hasn't been that good. They've been banged up on, on, on offense with some of their key weapons. So it's like this, I mean, this is the year that, that Michigan has a, has a real avenue to the national championship. And uh, it would be quite uh, – it would be something if, if so something else besides their play on the field keeps them out of that game. I think it certainly helps that Michigan gets uh, back to football this Saturday, and they'll do that uh, Saturday night, 7.30 at home against Purdue uh, because unless more information continues to come out, and it seems like maybe that trickle has finally started to, to slow here, um, you know, it would seem strange to be asking – you know, these, these questions, uh, you know, post game, uh, I think the people that wanted to ask those questions were, were at, at Schembechler hall today. Um, not as many national media as I, I really would have, as I would have thought hardly any actually. Um, but not that many TV cameras either. I thought it was mm -hmm. going to be like a Ohio state week or Michigan state week, but it wasn't, it wasn't too crazy today. It was not. And in the end, they, they really didn't miss much. Uh, Jim Harbaugh didn't say, too much, uh, but what he did say, you can you can read about on mlive.com uh, slash Wolverines, and we'll have uh, continued coverage of this investigation, but also some football. I mean, uh, it, it's maybe not, it's not the most important, most interesting thing right now, um, but there is a game to be played against Purdue, and, and we'll have more coverage of that uh, as the week goes on. Thanks for listening.